You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up right now.
We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we have, of course, a, a bevy of things to do for you this evening and music to play and uh, a couple of people to remember um, just passed away a couple of days ago at 83 years old, one of the foremost and most distinctive voices of the tenor saxophone, Argentinian-born Leandro Barberi, better known as Gato Barberi, and, uh, or Barbieri, if you're going to pronounce it uh, with the proper pronunciation. An incredible musician who many times combined his um, South American roots in music with improvised jazz and um, just had this incredible uh, distinctive sound on the tenor saxophone that uh, very, very few people could even approach. And um, he had been in rather dubious health in the last few years and uh, passed away at age 83. And another gentleman who lived right into his 90s, uh, a little lesser known, but very, very respected vocalist by the name of Bill Henderson. And Bill passed away as well. So we had a couple of uh, jazz deaths. So many great uh, musicians that have aged and, and, and been around have, of course, reached that sort of age where <laughs> they could go at, at any time, even though they may be uh, may appear healthy, uh, it could just happen. Mind you, it could happen to everybody, but uh, there you go. Once you get up there in age, the odds are maybe a little different. We'll commemorate those two musicians, Gato Barbieri and Bill Henderson, a little later on in the show, but our jazz feature is always the most important part of the show, and that's what we kick things off with. And we're going to continue in the tradition uh, that we have established in the month of March, and we're going to be doing that all through April. And as our jazz features will be musicians that uh, operate a little bit or have operated a little bit under the radar. And Many of these musicians are, are not even known to jazz fans. You know, they might, they might be very devoted enthusiasts of the music of Miles Davis or Thelonious Monk or Charles Mingus or, uh, or Dave Brubeck or Jerry Mulligan. And then you mention uh, the name, for instance, Bill Barron. Oh, who's that? Well, or trumpeter Ted Curson. Oh, never heard of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> this happens, you see. And so these are the musicians that we're going to be um, featuring. And in this case, it is Bill Barron and Ted Curson. I'll tell you a little bit about Bill Barron. He was born in Philadelphia. He was a contemporary of John Coltrane's. They were uh, of the same, basically the same um, birth year and, uh, and age and same generation. And Bill Barron was simply a very, very fine and well-trained musician. And 
Bill Barron and Coltrane used to practice together all the time. And it has been said that John Coltrane got a lot of his action from Bill Barron. And, you know, this is something that we don't really know when musicians practice together, especially uh, back in those days, they shared information. This was all part of it. You discover something and you, and, and you phone your best buddy and, and say, hey, I've just discovered this particular scale on, on this horn and um, it works with this and that and the other thing. And next thing you know, you're exchanging information. Um, so Barron's influence on Coltrane was probably quite incredible. And of course, John Coltrane uh, simply expanded on every kind of knowledge that he got from several saxophone players that uh, he was close to, like Benny Golson, Bill Garrett, uh, Bill Barron was just another one, and uh, they were buddies in, in Philadelphia. Ted Curson, trumpeter, marvelous trumpet player, with a very, very individual sound and concept, Curzon was also from Philadelphia. He was a little younger than um, Bill Barron. And Ted Curzon uh, moved to New York uh, at the urging of Miles Davis in 1956 and paid his dues at jam sessions and sitting in and getting himself established. And uh, eventually, along with Bill Barron, ended up working with the iconic plastic pianist Cecil Taylor in one of Cecil's organized bands. And uh, these two guys um, recorded with Cecil Taylor. Bill Barron went on to uh, form a career um, on a, under his own name. And Ted Curson became very prominent when he was hired by none other than Charles Mingus. And he was in a very, very important Mingus ensemble, or jazz workshop, as Mingus called it, uh, in 1960. Ted Curson worked alongside the great Eric Dolphy and the great Booker Irvin in uh, that incarnation of um, the Mingus Jazz Workshop. And, of course, that's when Ted Curson became better known through his work with Charles Mingus. He went on to a long career uh, under his own name, spent a long time in Europe, and actually was more famous over in Europe than uh, he was in the U.S. Ted Curson passed away in 2012, and he was uh, 77 years old. Bill Barron was a little younger. Uh, he was in his 60s when he passed away in 1989. He only 62. But during the 60s, these two guys got together and formed a band called the Bill Barron Ten Ted Curson Quintet, and they recorded a whole series of albums um, as a cooperative band, the two guys, with, with different rhythm sections, of course. And I'm going to play you, um, as our jazz feature, I think uh, one of their finest outings, which came out on uh, a hi-fi label. Hi-Fi, remember that term? Um, the record label was not necessarily a jazz label, but they did have some good jazz stuff on there. The, the label was called Audio Fidelity. And um, Barron and Curson took their quintet in and recorded this album that we're going to hear on the jazz feature. And the album is called Now Hear This. 
and that's what we're going to hear. I should just like to mention that um, although Ted Kirsten did have uh, teaching in his curriculum, Bill Barron actually was hired, uh, became a professor of music at Wesleyan University and taught many, many students the mysteries of uh, jazz and music and all the all the stuff for many, many years, and continued to record as well until his untimely death. So we're back to this album. Bill Barron on tenor saxophone, Ted Kirsten on trumpet, the two co-leaders. On piano, 20-year-old Kenny Barron, who was Bill Barron's kid brother. And Kenny Barron, of course, is still very much with us, and he's one of the most prominent jazz pianists in the world today and recognized by everyone. On bass, a rather obscure musician who worked with the great um, iconoclast Sun Ra, and we hear the very strong rhythmic bass playing of Ronnie Boykins. Very, very fine bass player, not particularly well-known, but excellent. And on drums, a very, very swinging drummer um, who was uh, from Los Angeles, I I believe, originally, and uh, he lived there for many years, but he was uh, on the East Coast at the time and hooked up with Baron and Curson. Very swinging drummer, Dick Burke on drums. And this album was recorded in 1962 in New York City. We're going to begin with a Bill Barron composition to kick things off called simply Big Bill. And the second tune was written by the great composer Victor Young. And it was uh, actually the theme song from one of the great movies in, in history, uh, Around the World in 80 Days. And that's tune number two. We're going to hear the tune Around the World in 80 Days, done in the style of Ted Kirsten and Bill Barron. And the tune number three is an interesting old tune written by an Englishman um, by the name of Catelby, and he wrote this tune called In a Monastery Garden. And uh, it's, it's a nice melody. The um, tune number four is, is the ballad of the set, a Rogers and Hart tune called You Are Too Beautiful. And then we move to a Ted Curson tune that I like very much. It's called The Leopard. And uh, then a Bill Barron composition is tune number six. It's called Hurdy Gurdy. And then a Ted Curson composition with a, an Arabic name. And it's, uh, the, the, the title is Dwakdi Mun Fondelik. And whatever that means, I have no idea, but that's the title of the tune. That's tune number seven. And the final tune has a much more simple title and a much more direct musical approach, and it's called Just Swingin', and written by Bill Barron. So that's the album, and uh, that's going to be our jazz feature, and we're going to start right away. Once again, the personnel, the two co-leaders, the great Bill Barron on tenor saxophone, and the equally great Ted Curson on trumpet. Kenny Barron on piano, Ronnie Boykins on bass, and Dick Burke on drums, and we open with Bill Barron's composition, Big Bill. (laughs) ¶¶ 
Our jazz feature for this evening, an album that was issued initially on Audio Fidelity Records, and it was entitled Now Hear This, and it featured the Bill Barron, Ted Curson quintet. And Mr. Barron on tenor saxophone and Mr. Curson on trumpet were both products of the great Philadelphia jazz scene. Barron, of course, went on to uh, eventually... Uh, become a professor of music, and Ted Curson, of course, his reputation established by his time with Charles Mingus in the early 60s, went on to a solo career, and of course became more famous over in Europe than he did in his home country, and especially in Finland, and he was um, treated with uh, uh, festivals and all kinds of honors over there. Baron unfortunately died uh, fairly early at age 62 in 1989. And Ted Curson uh, lived a pretty good long life and passed away at age 77 in 2012. And these two gentlemen had been playing together since they were teenagers and uh, off and on and with various band leaders. And they decided in the early 60s to uh, form this working band. And um, they recorded for a variety of record labels. And I think that this one that we heard this evening was one of their finest statements. And a very clear picture of what they could do. The people involved here, aside from Barron and Curson, were um, Bill Barron's younger brother, uh, Kenny Barron, on piano. And a great bass player that worked with uh, the legendary Sun Ra. And I'm talking about Ronnie Boykins on bass. And on drums, a very fiery and assertive drummer by the name of Dick Burke was the regular drummer in this band. So this album was recorded in New York City in 1962 and consisted of eight very well-arranged tunes. And Barron and Curzon were responsible for that. We opened with a Bill Barron composition called Big Bill. Then we move to a, a famous Victor Young tune, but done a little differently than most people are used to hearing it. And uh, it was the theme song from a great movie called Around the World in 80 Days. And that was the theme of the movie. And that's what we heard, Around the World in 80 Days, done um, Bill Barron and Ted Curson style. The next tune after that was a tune written by an Englishman named Catelby, and um, it was a great tune called In a Monastery Garden, and a uh, very, <laughs> very English kind of title. And then the ballad of the set was the wonderful Rogers and Hart standard called You Are Too Beautiful. And then we moved to a, a neat uh, modal tune um, by Ted Kirsten called The Leopard. And then we move to a Bill Barron composition called Hurdy Gurdy. And then another Ted Kirsten composition with an Arabic title, of which I don't know the meaning, but if I can say it properly even, <laughs> it was called um, Duwakdi Mun Fundalik. And whatever that means, it, it could be some <laughs> Arabic swear word. Who knows? Anyway because uh, I know I knew Ted Curson quite well, and he had a great sense of, uh, bizarre sense of humor. 
<laughs> Who knows what that means? Uh, the final tune was a Bill Barron original called Just Swingin'. And a great way to wrap up this uh, wonderful album. Now hear this, the Bill Barron-Ted Curson Quintet, continuing as we will throughout the month of April, uh, presenting musicians that operate a little bit under the radar and are not even that well-known to um, dedicated jazz fans as well. So um, these great musicians, uh, we're giving them a, a bit of exposure on the jazz show. And uh, that's what you're listening to right now on CITR-FM 101.9 or on the net is CITR.ca. And my name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show. We're broadcasting, of course, from unceded Musqueam territory right out here at the University of British Columbia. And right now, I'd like to present a musician who was a legend who lived in Vancouver for many, many years. And uh, we did present uh, a lot of this album a couple of weeks ago on the show, but I would like to reemphasize it um, and play you a couple of tunes. And the person I'm... um, talking about is the great pianist Linton Garner, one of the best-loved musicians ever to move to Vancouver. Uh, Linton worked for many, many years at uh, Rossini's, the old Rossini's down at U and York Street. Um, He performed solo for many years in the Four Seasons Hotel in the Garden Lounge and worked with his trio at the legendary Three Greenhorns restaurant, which was at uh, Comox and Denman. And uh, that great place uh, produced a lot of wonderful jazz by Linton Garner and his trio, or quartet, whatever the case may be. And Linton, of course, was just uh, a very um, important historical figure. Um, He knew everybody. Any musician that came to town when when they were presented uh, by the jazz festival people or whoever else, um, people like Ama Jamal, people like Johnny Griffin, people like Sonny Rollins, Linton would be there, and he knew them all, and they knew him. Um, Linton, of course, was the older brother of the legendary pianist Errol Garner, but Linton had a totally different um, outlook and and style in, in music. I'm very grateful to my one of my closest friends, Mr. Don Fraser, who played with Linton for over six years, uh, especially at the Three Greenhorns, uh, for producing this album, which is available on the Seller Live label. And, of course, you can uh, access that by simply uh, Googling Seller Live, and you'll see the whole catalog um, of this uh, uh, fine series put out by um, impresario Corey Weeds. Now, this particular album is called Linton Garner Thanks, and it includes um, studio recordings and a heartfelt tribute concert to his late brother Errol. And Linton, of course, and Errol, um, Errol was so busy and so was Linton, and when Errol passed away, at a relatively young age, Linton was not there to actually say goodbye to his brother, and that was one of the reasons why they did this tribute concert, and Don Fraser was a big part of that. 
This album is available right now uh, down on Commercial Drive at, uh, at High Life Records, but you can uh, access it if you uh, simply get onto uh, the website, uh, Seller Jazz and, uh, the, or, or Seller Live, and uh, you'll see all the uh, albums in, uh, in that vast catalog of music. And uh, you can order this album. It's it's really really fine tribute, and it's a tribute to uh, Don Fraser for all his hard work in uh, getting this whole project together. And and uh, uh, he was responsible for picking a lot of this music that makes up this delightful CD. And um, there are uh, segments from the tribute concert, and two segments that we're going to hear this evening. Two tracks by Linton Garner himself. And the first one is a composition by, well, both of them are compositions by Linton. We're going to hear Linton with his group, with uh, Mr. Garner on piano, and the wonderful Stuart Losby, Stu Losby on tenor saxophone, uh, Peter Trill on bass, and Don Fraser on drums. And this is a Linton Garner composition called Blues for Jimmy Q., now, Jimmy Q was the bartender at uh, the Three Greenhorns Club, and uh, his name was Jimmy Kwan, and Linton really liked Jimmy Q. He was uh, a very, very cool guy, and uh, he decided to write this little tune for him and called it Blues for Jimmy Q. Then we're going to hear a tune played solo piano by uh, Linton Garner, and it's dedicated to his hometown, which was Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it's called Pittsburgh Blue. So from this wonderful album entitled Linton Garner, thanks, on Cellar Live, here is Blues for Jimmy Q.
We heard two tunes from this uh, wonderful album called Thanks, which uh, came out on Cellar Live, and it's now easily available uh, just by Googling Cellar Live or um, going down in person and uh, on Commercial Drive, which is always fun, and uh, popping into uh, High Life Records down there because the, that uh, album is for sale at that store as well. And the people involved here, the uh, producer of this uh, fine recording, was uh, on drums on the first tune. And I'm talking about uh, Don Fraser, who played with Linton for uh, over six years and uh, really um, valued his time with this great musician. Linton Garner, of course, on piano. And some uh, really fine, biting tenor saxophone by the great Stu Lowsby. And it's unfortunate that uh, Stu, for reasons of health, have, has had to uh, stop playing. But uh, this, his legacy is still very much alive on um, the few recordings that he made, including this one. And on bass, uh, Peter Trill. And the first tune we heard was uh, Linton Garner's composition dedicated to his favorite bartender called Blues for Jimmy Q. And the second tune was almost a gospel-flavored kind of a tune, uh, solo piano by Linton Garner, and it was entitled Pittsburgh Blue, dedicated to uh, his hometown. Linton Garner, one of the great legends. We all miss Linton uh, a great deal, but uh, he comes to life once again on this uh, wonderful recording. And once again, I thank my good friend Don Fraser for all his hard work in producing this album. All right, we're going to continue in a moment and just tell you that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We have a few announcements for you, and we are going to be back with one of my favorite alto saxophonists and someone that um, I considered a very good friend, and he considered me a good friend, too, which was even more important. I'm talking about Art Pepper, and we're going to hear a very fine recording that uh, Art Pepper did over in Europe with the great pianist Duke Jordan. Right after this. I got a stack of records here, a stack of records there. I got records scattered all over everywhere, but I'm looking Discorder Magazine has been supporting independent music for over 30 years, and it keeps on living by joining efforts with local music supporters such as Vinyl Records. You can find a selection of Vinyl Records' featured albums on the back cover of Discorder and can support your favorite local bands and artists by purchasing their records. For more information on their vast selection of new, used, and rare music, go to vinylrecords.ca. Three women dressed in lingerie were hanging from the ceiling on meat hooks. In an adjacent room, a man was in bed with two deceased females, also wearing lingerie. He positioned their arms in a sexy embrace. Down the hall, a man holding a chainsaw stood over the motionless body of a sixth woman lying on a table covered in plastic. These are scenes from a popular music video by a Grammy Award-winning artist. If we want violence against women to stop, shouldn't we stop treating it like entertainment? Join the conversation at hashtag not okay. All right, we're going to return now to a live recording done at the uh, legendary Café Montmartre in Copenhagen, and this features the great Art Pepper. And um, 
Duke Jordan is the pianist, and of course, uh, a gentleman who was uh, at the time um, an American expatriate. He was living over there, and Art Pepper, of course, was visiting, and uh, they had never played together before. So um, they immediately um, formed this musical admiration society. And we're going to hear uh, Art Pepper on alto saxophone with Duke Jordan on piano, David Williams on bass, originally from Trinidad, and Carl Burnett on drums, who uh, in latter years was uh, Art Pepper's favorite drummer. And uh, this is a tune. uh, We may do a couple of tunes from this uh, set, but this is a tune called Radio Blues. Arthur Pepper.
recorded at the Café Montmartre in Copenhagen, and that was uh, some prime Art Pepper, recorded in 1981 on uh, a visit to Denmark. And uh, he was set up to play with uh, Duke Jordan, uh, the great uh, pianist who, of course, uh, worked with Charlie Parker and all kinds of people. And Duke was a resident uh, at the time of Copenhagen, and Art and Duke had never played together before, but um, Art uh, brought his um, bassist and drummer in for the gig, and they recorded this uh, wonderful album. Uh, David Williams is the bass player. Carl Burnett is the drummer, of course, and the great Duke Jordan on piano and Art Pepper on alto saxophone. We heard two lengthy tunes. Uh, The first one was a slow blues called the Radio Blues, um, created by Art Pepper. And the second one was the great Cole Porter standard, which every jazz musician in the world has to learn and play. And uh, there was nobody quite like Art Pepper, how he interpreted this tune. And the tune, of course, is What Is This Thing Called Love? Art Pepper, and recorded... July 3rd, 1981. Art Pepper uh, passed away the following year, and uh, he was a musician who was so immediate in his impact. He, he played, always played, as if it was going to be the last gig of his life, and uh, he always gave his utmost, and of course, uh, um, always a very emotionally satisfying performance. Compelling music by Art Pepper. We're going to continue now with a tribute, our first of two tributes to uh, a couple of great musicians um, that passed on. This gentleman was around for a long, long time, and he's one of the more uh, respected singers in jazz. And he was uh, close to, I believe, he was in his 90th year. And um, I'll verify that in a few moments. But uh, I want to play this for you because it is one of his most famous recordings. And I'm talking about vocalist Bill Henderson. And he was just one of those musicians that was loved by all musicians. And, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a disparity between musicians and vocalists. <laughs> we all know this. Um, I guess there's just so many singers out there and, and, and they expect, um, yeah, you know, there's, all, there's this kind of push-pull thing that happens sometimes with singers. But Bill Henderson was one of the respected vocalists. He knew music. He knew, um, he, he knew his uh, theory. And he could tell musicians what to do uh, in a respectful way. And uh, he knew what he was doing. See, a lot of singers don't know what they're doing musically. And and then they try to interpret this to musicians without knowing any of the technicalities of music. And uh, Bill Henderson certainly did. He was a musician. We're going to hear him with the Horace Silver Quintet, with the great Horace Silver on piano, Gene Taylor on bass, and a young Lewis Hayes on drums, Donald Byrd on trumpet here, and Junior Cook on tenor saxophone. And this is one of Horace Silver's most famous compositions, but this is the vocal version, and it is indeed one of Bill Henderson's most famous recordings. 
This is the Senior Blues. Blues is what they call him. Way down Mexicali way. Senoritas falling for him. With the hope that he will stay. By the time that they love him. Senor Blues done gone away Well he's tall and good looking And he always knows just what to say Yes he's tall and good looking And he always knows just what to say By the time that they love him Senior Blues done gone away I don't know why, don't know why, don't know why I'm a wandering, wandering guy with no one gal to lay my head by. Ooh, I'm so tired and lonely and blue. Cause the one gal I love won't be true. Got the blues and it's all costing you. Got the blues and it's all costing you.
senior blues is what they call him way down mexicali way senior readers falling for him with the hope that he will stay by the time that they love him senior blues done gone away well he's tall and good looking and he always knows just what to say yes he's tall and good looking and he always knows just what to say by the time that they love him senior blues done gone away I'm a wandering, wandering guy With no one gal to lay my head by Ooh, I'm so tired and lonely and blue Cause the one gal I love won't be true Got the blues and it's all cause of you Got the blues and it's all cause of you Singer Bill Henderson, one of the greats, passed away just a couple of days ago at the age of 90. He was born in Chicago March 19th, 1926, and um, very, very respected um, vocalist. And this was one of his most uh, famous records that he did with um, Horace Silver. And uh, Bill um, managed to put the words to Horace Silver's great composition uh, on paper and sing them. And that's what we heard. The people involved here, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Junior Cook on tenor saxophone, the composer, of course, of the melody, Horace Silver on piano, Gene Taylor on bass, Louis Hayes on drums, and, of course, Mr. Bill Henderson uh, doing the vocal. Senor Blues. When they love him, he's gone. Bit of an old story, right? (laughs) I know. I imagine several women over there saying, oh, yeah, men. <laughs> there you go. We are, um, we'll be back after a couple of these very important messages. And uh, we'll be back with a tribute to one of the great tenor saxophonists of jazz and world music. He was way ahead of his time in terms of world music. We think of world music now as a a fairly recent term, but uh, this guy was doing it way back, um, 30, 35 years ago. And I'm talking about Argentinian-born 
Gatto Barbieri, and we'll be hearing some of his music in a very few moments. Just like to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9, broadcasting out here at the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam territory. And we're also on the web. Yes, we are, and that's CITR.ca. You can find all kinds of information on there, including live streaming and including our podcasts as well, and so much more. So check it out, CITR.ca. I'll be right back. My name is Gavin Walker. I'll be right back in a moment. I got a stack of records here, a stack of records there. I got records scattered all over everywhere, but I'm looking for Discorder Magazine has been supporting independent music for over 30 years, and it keeps on living by joining efforts with local music supporters such as Vinyl Records. You can find a selection of Vinyl Records' as featured albums on the back cover of Discorder and can support your favorite local bands and artists by purchasing their records. For more information on their vast selection of new, used, and rare music, go to vinylrecords.ca. My address is 2904 Salisbury Street. I can't understand you. You need to speak English. Hey, Polly, that remark is totally inappropriate. I know you're new here, but this is a safe harbor office. We're committed to treating all of our clients respectfully. What would you do if you were this witness? Safe Harbor Respect for All provides diversity workshops across Canada with funding from the Government of Canada. Visit safeharbor.ca. Respect for All. Pass it on. All right. We have... Coming up is some music by the great Gato Barbieri, and uh, one of the most distinctive tenor saxophonists ever. We're going to open, actually, with a piece um, that he was, well, he was famous for a lot of pieces. Uh, Don't forget, um, one of Gato's um, claims to fame, and and it was a big one, was that um, he wrote the music for one of the final great and very, very controversial movies in the history of cinema, and that was Last Tango in Paris. And um, that, was, that was quite a story uh, <laughs> about uh, uh, a gentleman and his um, tastes in uh, relationships. All right, uh, Last Tango in Paris is is truly a classic. It's it's a um, um, it was done in in Europe, of course, and it, and and it was a very moody kind of a um, piece. And uh, uh, Marlon Brando, of course, that was one of his final great roles. Ghetto Barbieri did the music for that, and um, so his name became uh, much more famous um, to the general public. And, uh, of course, uh, his sound and uh, his very distinctive voice on the tenor saxophone was heard throughout the movie. We're going to open now with um, a couple of pieces by Mr. Barbieri. And uh, we'll continue with, with some more. But these, these two pieces, this is a, a famous composition by Ari Barroso. And... Um, 
It's a tune called Bahia, and of course it was a favorite of Gatto's. And he's heard here with Lonnie Liston-Smith at the piano, Ron Carter on electric bass, Lenny White on drums, Nana Vasconcelos on uh, conga and uh, uh, barimbo, and uh, Gene Golden on congo and bonga drums. And then we're going to move to uh, another tune uh, written by Gatto Barbieri called Bolivia. And that features some of the same people, uh, with the exception of, uh, well, Lonnie Liston-Smith is here once again on acoustic piano, John Abercrombie on acoustic guitar, uh, Jean-Francois Jenny Clark on bass, and Erto Moriera on drums, and um, Jimmy Heath's son, James Mitumi, on conga drums on the second tune. And uh, these two tunes we're going to hear. We open with Bolivia. And uh, the second tune, uh, we open with Bahia, and the second tune is Bolivia. And uh, our tribute to Gato Barbieri, Leandro Barbieri, who passed away at age 83. <laughs>
couple of pieces featuring the incredibly distinctive sound of Gato Barbieri. Leandro Barbieri, born in Argentina, passed away April 2nd. He was 83 years old. He'd been in ill health the last few years, and the big trauma was when his uh, wife Michelle passed away, and he kind of retreated from uh, society and uh, never really, and then of course health problems ensued, and uh, he never really uh, came back uh, full strength. But um, he was an incredible saxophonist and very distinctive and really combined um, the disciplines from his music from his home country with um, an incredible capacity for improvisation uh, and uh, just virtuosity on the, uh, on the tenor saxophone. He um, was in bands and went through the usual process in Argentina and uh, began playing uh, clarinet and alto saxophone in, in uh, small bands around the area and then switched to the larger tennis saxophone and, uh, of course, established that sound that he had and, of course, moved to the U.S. and started working with people like uh, Abdullah Ibrahim, Dollar Brand, and Don Cherry. He made a wonderful album with Don Cherry called Complete Communion, and uh, we'll have to do that sometime on the show. It's a uh, it's a, a long, long piece, and um, we'll have to play that because that is a, a great performance. And uh, it, it's uh, straight ahead, and yet it's very free as well. So we, we'll have to do that as a further tribute to Gato uh, down the road. But these two pieces we heard, uh, the first one was uh, uh, a familiar composition by Ari um, uh, Barasso, and, uh, or Barasso, uh, and the tune was called Bahia, and it featured Gatto, of course, on tenor saxophone, Lonnie Liston-Smith on electric piano, Ron Carter on electric bass, Lenny White on drums, the late Nana Vasconcelos on uh, barimbo and uh, conga drums, and Gene Golden on conga and bongo drums. The second piece was from a different recording session, and it was a Gatto Barbieri composition called Bolivia, and that featured, of course, uh, Gatto on tenor saxophone, Lonnie Liston-Smith once again on acoustic piano, John Abercrombie on acoustic guitar, and Jean-Francois Jenny Clark on bass, Erto Moriera on drums, and James Matume on conga drums, Bolivia and Bahia, or Bahia and Bolivia, if you take them in order. We'll be doing a further tribute to... Uh, Gato Barbieri in a very few moments. Uh, I'd just like to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here 101.9 on your FM dial and, of course, on your computer as well. And we'll be back in a very few moments.
yes. Well, the good old weather, huh? Uh, boy, we had some beautiful weather last week and uh, a little bit of a break right now in terms of the weather, but uh, the good stuff will be coming back. Tonight is mainly cloudy with only a 40% chance of a shower overnight with a low of 7. Tomorrow, um, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower and a little windy as well. Low of 7, high of 12. And then a mix of sun and cloud uh, for Wednesday uh, with a low of 8 and a high of 15. Thursday is going to be sunny with a low of 8 and highs between 18 and 24. And then Friday, a mix of sun and cloud once again, low of 10, high of 18. And then Saturday and Sunday, sunny both days with a lows between 6 and 7 and highs between 17 and 18 and maybe even warmer. So the good weather is, uh, is, is hanging around a lot more frequently now, which is, uh, which is good, isn't it? <laughs> we all enjoy good weather, especially in Vancouver. It just makes everybody so much more happier and uh, uh, people are less involved. They look at one another on the streets and smile, say hello, all this kind of stuff rather than the usual kind of aloofness, which um, Vancouverites are uh, rather infamous for. All right, we'll be back um, right after a couple of other messages and with more of a further tribute to the great Gatto Barbieri. A large man wearing green pants grabbed a woman by the hair and slammed her face into the glass window of a fire extinguisher case. He pulled her head back and hit her again, continuing to do so until the glass broke. The woman sustained deep cuts all over her face and eventually became unresponsive. The man then released his grip and she fell to the floor. This is a scene from an Emmy Award-winning cartoon. If we want violence against women to stop, shouldn't we stop treating it like a joke? Join the conversation at hashtag not okay. Look at that guy's beard. What's he got on his head? Hey, buddy, we don't want your type here. Yeah, what are you, some kind of terrorist? <laughs> hey, be nice, okay? This bus is a safe harbor. This man deserves respect, doesn't everybody? What would you do if you were this witness? Safe Harbor Respect for All provides diversity workshops across Canada with funding from the Government of Canada. Visit safeharbor.ca. Respect for All. Pass it on. Further to the music of Gatto Barbieri, these are my favorite recordings by Gatto, and uh, they were released on a double CD set. He did these recordings in the uh, in the 70s, and really they were wonderful examples of world music before anyone ever thought of the term. And uh, Gatto was an, an unwitting pioneer of this music, which is so prevalent today. And these albums were recorded for uh, Impulse Records, and uh, some of them were severely edited as well. So these are unedited versions. The albums uh, came out on this double CD set, if you can find it, uh, on Impulse called Latino America. And it features Gotthold. The first one is a piece of music, his own creation, and it features him with a whole bunch of Argentinian musicians. And uh, all these people will be unfamiliar with you, but um, we're going to hear Ra Raul Mercado on Indian flute, uh, Amadio Monges on uh, Indian harp, uh, Ricardo Liu on electric guitar, uh, Coelho Palacios on classical guitar, uh, 
uh, Yizoka Fumero on uh, Charango, which is a small 10-string guitar, uh, Adalberto uh, Sevasco on Fender bass, uh, Pocho La Puble on drums, um, Domingo Cara on Indian drums, Antonio Pantoya on um, a whole bunch of instruments, uh, percussion instruments, and um, various other people. And it was all recorded in Buenos Aires. And April 17th, 1973. So this is Gatto with his concept of playing the tenor saxophone and improvising against this ethnic um, setup. And uh, it's an interesting title, um, and he calls it Encuentros, which, of course, is Spanish for encounters. And uh, here he is. Gato meets the fellow Argentinians.
Whoa. <laughs> All right. Ghetto Barbieri and Encuentros, Encounters. And, of course, that's uh, Gato uh, with a whole group of uh, Argentinian musicians playing various instruments. I'm not going to run through the names again because, um, well, I'm just not going to. Um, you're not going to recognize most of them anyway. But uh, the thing is, this incredible music was recorded April 17th, 1973 in Buenos Aires. And, of course, uh, it was Gato Barbieri with his abilities on the tenor saxophone meeting with a whole bunch of uh, indigenous Argentinian musicians. We're going to hear the same piece over again, but it's going to be different. And this is done a little later, and then in Brazil. Um, of course, those of you that are, know about the world and, and so on, Brazil and Argentina are very, very different countries. Even the language is, is different. Uh, they speak Spanish in Argentina, and they speak Portuguese in Brazil. And the cultures are totally different. We live here in North America, and we, ha we have a tendency to lump all these countries together uh, as being all the same, and they're not, of course. Uh, musically, they're very different as well. So that, this was uh, Gato um, playing with Argentinian musicians. Now we're going to hear the same piece of music played with Brazilian musicians. And uh, this was, um, I know that Gato had uh, a great deal of, of difficulty uh, getting this together. It was recorded in Rio de Janeiro uh, and in April of 1973. And um, Gato wanted the right kind of musicians. And, of course, there's a lot of musicians within the city of Rio, but he went out into the countryside. And these guys that are playing with him live music. Throughout the day, that's all they do is, is, is play. They live off the land and play music. And these were the guys that, um, the musicians that Gatto was really searching for, the real deal. And so we're going to hear Gatto, of course, on tenor saxophone with Haleo Del Miro on guitar and um, uh, Dodeth de Asabado on Cavaco, which is a small four-string guitar, Novelli, he's only got one name, on Fender bass, and um, Polino on drums, and uh, various other percussion instruments as well. Um, the cuica, uh, the agogo, the tambourine, etc., uh, etc. Et so, once again, this is the same piece of music, but from a Brazilian perspective, and it is very different. Check it out. Thank you. 
Further to our tribute to Gatto Barbieri, we heard another composition by him. The first one was entitled um, Encontros, which of course in Portuguese means encounters, and the second tune was entitled Marisi, and it was uh, with all the same people recorded in Rio de Janeiro in April of 1973, and of course that's Gato with a whole bunch of Brazilian musicians. So we heard uh, a tribute to his homeland of Argentina on the very first tune, and uh, called Encuentros, and then we heard Encontros, <laughs> same tune, but played with Brazilian musicians, and we followed that up with uh, the tune I just announced, Marisse, and uh, Gato Barbieri on tenor saxophone, leading this uh, incredible ensemble. This is from a double CD issue of uh, some classic recordings that he did um, in Argentina and also in Brazil. And um, it, it's a, a compilation called Latino America. And of course, Gatto really doing world music before anyone ever thought of calling it world music. Mr. Barbieri was born in Rosario, Santa Fe, in Argentina, and he was born on the 28th of November, 1932, and passed away at age 83, April 2nd, this past April 2nd, and uh, we lost a great voice of the, uh, of the tenor saxophone. So I certainly hope you enjoyed um, our fairly lengthy tribute to Gato Barbieri, and uh, we'll, we'll do some more um, in future programs. Gato Barbieri, he will be missed. And, of course, another um, important and sad death in, um, in the jazz world. Jazz and improvised music, Gato Barbieri, and singer Bill Henderson. We're going to uh, move now to uh, an album that I've always liked. It's the only album that he recorded in 1962, the only official album. Uh, Trumpeter Lee Morgan had uh, fallen into uh, uh, the pit of drug addiction, and uh, he was virtually a, a became a, a street person. Uh, it, he was, of course, in his glory for many, many years, uh, as the young herald of the trumpet and was with Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, and eventually uh, Blakey had to replace Lee Morgan. He replaced him with Freddie Hubbard, and Lee Morgan uh, sort of fell for a couple of years into um, dereliction, really, and um, sold everything he owned and, and so on and so forth. Uh, there's a biography of Lee Morgan, uh, which is uh, it's very frank and so on, and of course he made a comeback, and... Um, uh, through the with the help of um, a lady friend who was smart and uh, and got him uh, off hard drugs and into a methadone program and that sort of thing and Lee Morgan uh, resumed his career his recording career and his status uh, in the jazz world right up until his untimely death um, in 1972 Lee Morgan so this is an album. This is the only official album recorded in 1962, and Lee sounds great on it. It's uh, 
wonderful album. All the tunes on it are composed, with the exception of one, um, are composed by Lee as well. And a hand-picked band with Lee Morgan on trumpet, Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Barry Harris on piano, Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. Recorded in New York City, January 24th, 1962. The album came out on Jazzland Records. It was produced by the redoubtable Orrin Keepnews, and the album was called Take 12. We're going to hear three tunes from this album. Uh, the first one is a Morgan composition called Raggedy Ann, and then one which has been recorded under different titles, but it's a very pretty thing called A Waltz for Fran. And then we're going to hear, uh, finally, um, another a third composition, again by Lee Morgan, called Seconds Best. So here then is this wonderful album, three tunes from the album Take Twelve and the great late Lee Morgan on trumpet.
Three tunes from a wonderful album by Lee Morgan, the only official album that he recorded in 1962 for the Jazzland label. And we heard the album is called Take 12. And we heard a selection of three tunes with the great Lee Morgan on trumpet, Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Barry Harris on piano, Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. And all three tunes were composed by Lee Morgan. So we opened up with Raggedy Ann, and then we moved to a very beautiful thing called A Waltz for Fran. And uh, that's been recorded under different titles, but uh, the title here is what I just said. And the final tune was entitled Seconds Best, Lee Morgan. We're going to close with uh, a true classic. This is by the great pianist Horace Silver from an early album when he just formed his um, first quintet. Uh, He had left Art Blakey's uh, Jazz Messengers and went out on his own and um, recorded an album called Six Pieces of Silver. And this track was his first big hit. And we're going to hear an instrumental version of the Senior Blues. And the people involved here, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Doug Watkins on bass, and a very young, he was only 17 when he recorded this session, Lewis Hayes on drums, and of course, the composer, Horace Silver on piano, and this is the Senior Blues.
A classic, Horace Silver, the great pianist with his, the first group under his own name that he put together with uh, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Doc Watkins on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums, and of course Mr. Silver at the piano, and he composed that piece, and that was the his first major hit with this band, and the tune, of course, Senior Blues. From an album called Six Pieces of Silver. And uh, so concludes another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We'll be back next week. The jazz feature next week is a most interesting one. It's a flute player. But it's flute as you've never heard it played before by Jeremy Steig. Jeremy is a musician who's kind of um, a little bit obscure now, again, but uh, his this is going to be his debut recording, and uh, it kind of uh, shocked everybody to hear um, what he did on, on the flute. And it's not only the debut of Jeremy Steig, but it's also the de- recording debut of a great piano player who is still alive and well, and uh, lives in San Francisco in the Bay Area, Denny Zeitlin, who also is a very well-known psychiatrist. He's got two careers, and um, he is still recording and, and playing. And it, uh, this album that we're going to hear next week marked um, Jeremy's di- uh, debut and Denny Zeitlin as well. It's called The album is called Flute Fever, and that kind of describes the album too. So uh, it's an intense and uh, amusing experience and uh, and quite moving as well. So that's going to be our jazz feature recording next week, and that's it for this week. My name's Gavin Walker, and this has been another edition of The Jazz Show. And on behalf of uh, CITR and uh, everybody here, a very good evening and um, or morning or whatever, and... Take care. We'll see you in seven days' time. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee